is the Bush Pass Pundits, the Indian Hockey Podcast. My name's John Lee, I'll be hosting you tonight with the Pundits. They're here, they're up and raring to go. Mahir Vasavta, Jimmy Bogle, Harpreet Lamba and joining us a little bit later on will be Jaspreet Sani. Let's get right into it though, there's plenty to talk about when it comes to Indian Hockey. Mahir, how are you? Hi John, I'm good, how are you? Very good, a lot of hockey going on at the moment, I'm sure you've had your eyes across it. Barely been an off-season, it's been non-stop, uh, good in a way too, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, also with us tonight is Jimmy Bogle, how are you Jimmy? Hey John, I'm doing good, how are you? I'm fine, you keeping your eyes on the pro league I see? Yeah, it's like World Cup never ended, so <laughs> many exciting matches. And we're also joined by Harpreet Lamba, how are you Harpreet? Hey John, I'm doing absolutely fine. How are things at your end? Uh, been a bit warm here in uh, Australia the last few days, but um, and we've lost a couple of hockey games as well. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that happens, and we'll, of course we'll be joined by Jaspreet Sani very soon. But let's get the um, the show kicked off with the the first big issue. I think we'd have to be able to call it and. That is the position of the Indian coach. When we left you last time at the end of the first episode, it was very much up in the air what was going to be happened. And within about 30 seconds of us, our show finishing, we got some confirmation. Harendra would no longer be the Indian coach. Uh, first of all, what's the reaction been like in India and what do you guys make of that decision? And we'll start with Mahir. Oh, well, uh, I mean... Everyone kind of knew that he was uh, living on a borrowed time, but, you know, ever since uh, India failed to retain, defend the Asian Games gold. So in that sense, there wasn't a lot of surprise when Hockey India announced uh, that Harindra and them are parting ways. But I believe there is a lot of anger this time and uh, there is a lot of anger, desperation and just uh, sh- sh- the sheer sense of helplessness, I guess. Uh, everyone's sick and tired of uh, coaches being changed after every tournament. There has been a lot of anger directed towards Hockey India, towards the CEO of Hockey India and the high performance director himself. Uh, whether it's uh, right or misplaced anger, it's it's a totally different topic, but the general sense is that everyone's really, really angry with, with the decision taken this time. Is it a, a case that they're, they're angry at the decision full stop, not really whether he should have kept his job or not? I think so, yes. Uh, and uh, although Harendra has his set of followers, uh, there are people who uh, he has his friends and, and uh, the whole, whole setup behind him. But I guess uh, if it was any other coach in his position and he would have suffered the same fate, the reaction might have been similar. It, it happened when uh, they changed coaches uh, midway last year as well. There was a lot of anger. Uh, there was hope after that that you know they might stick with Harindra at least till the till the Olympics. The fact that they have shown very little patience once again has uh, really hurt people and angered people a lot. I guess. Apri, what's your take on the situation? Well, John, it's absolutely what Mihi said. I mean, the reaction this time was quite different from what we see earlier. I mean, Hockey India in the last 10 years have sacked 11 coaches now. So definitely something is wrong within the system. I mean, we can understand you're not getting results that you want. But then I would like to ask Hockey India, that what were they expecting of India at the World Cup? Like, were they expecting a gold? Were they expecting a silver? Because I don't think these two medals were a probability. A bronze maybe, yes, but then it was, you know, a very thin line of winning the quarterfinals and getting into the semifinals, which has not happened in the last 34 years. So, I mean, either you have unrealistic goals and targets that you expect of a coach. So, something somewhere is definitely going wrong. Arindar issue, again, it has not been dealt in a very nice manner because we got very conflicting and very contradicting views from newspapers and even on the day he was sacked. I mean, he was sacked on the day we recorded our last show. <laughs> so for the next two or three days, Harinder didn't speak to anybody and uh, his first reaction was when it came out, I think he was the first one who spoke to him and uh, Harinder's first reaction was that he was never allowed to choose the team that he wanted for the World Cup. And I think that was a big accusation coming from a national coach when India were hosting the World Cup. Then after that, there were another contradictory report where he said that he was never consulted when this decision was taken. So we would like to understand where is the transparency 
where is responsibility from hockey india when they do all of this so it it's not it doesn't leave you with a good taste when things like this keep on happening time and again so i guess it's time somebody asks these questions to hockey india the ceo the high performance director that what exactly is going on what exactly are you looking for because you can have another coach tomorrow but then how long will that coach last so that is the major i think point of discussion uh mahir you wanted to make a point there i think right so regarding the selection now uh what what happened essentially was uh, harinder in his uh, report to the government of india uh, who pay his salaries so in his report to the government of india and hockey india as well he he said that the selectors made a u turn on uh, three players specifically uh, ramandeep singh uh, rupinder pal singh and sp sunil hockey india on the other end after the report was published uh, they got in touch with me i wouldn't uh, like to name the source over here but a very senior person from hockey india got in, got in touch with me and uh, they flatly uh, denied harinder's allegations uh, what they essentially said that harinder was given a free hand and he himself said and they said uh, that at the, the meeting in bhubaneswar and the meeting in delhi harinder chose the team he wanted and there was no pressure absolutely whatsoever from hockey india two very different versions of the story i spoke to one of the three players involved they were disappointed that despite assurances by the coach that they'll be in the team they weren't selected when the when the final squad was announced so three very aggrieved parties over there and it's difficult to say who's right because everyone's just going by uh you know uh talks and no one's really producing tangible evidence well uh, find out what jimmy bogle thinks next um i'm interested to know jimmy whether you think that it was the right thing to do to get rid of the coach regardless of the circumstance uh we have been changing coaches like 8 months 5 months 6 months paul and paul when asked was sacked in 5 months uh oldman took some time walsh took some time but we are not consistent with our coaches you have to give time to your coaches you have to allow them to set their own plans uh india is still looking for a coach of 50s and 60s you know who uh, it should be a school teacher with a stick in his hand uh, you know who can direct the players to do things you don't want someone who can think on its own so that is something is that is very wrong with hockey india the hockey has changed completely but the mindset hasn't uh, yeah it doesn't seem to have is uh, is he being punished for his comments at all that he made following that the knockout from the the quarter finals or is it just purely based on the result as me you said he was on a borrowed time uh, after the asian games a couple of people who i talked to who are close to harinder singh uh said the same thing that uh they are think uh, there are talks going around in hockey india that they want to sack him but because of world cup being very near they didn't do it uh it was i think it was predecided uh the results could have been different but i don't think they would have kept him as a coach now that they've got rid of the coach the obvious question is who is going to get the gig um i think you've all made the point that most of the top class coaches are all tied up leading up into the olympics um uh, here have you got heard any whispers all right so one of the things that i heard is uh, uh am i allowed to drop names here yes by all means <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so so then i won't i won't hold it back so one of the things i heard uh, was uh, they tried to feel out how mark lamus was feeling about uh, the india job i'm not sure if an official request or an official uh, proposal was even made to mark but i checked with mark's manager mark's team and uh, the words they used that were that hockey india they haven't made any official uh, approach yet and they stressed on the word official and one of the things that they added is that even if they uh, reach out to him in in future mark wouldn't be interested uh, he doesn't want any short uh, any assignments uh, in such a short notice and uh, they said that he was uh, tied up with with uh, prior commitments already so if hockey india were considering mark lammers that option is gone there is an australian coach uh, who they are trying to reach out since i have not been able to confirm uh, 100% i wouldn't really give out the name right now but he's someone who's uh, been involved in international hockey till very recently and was also present at the world cup so far 
uh, Hockey India hasn't shown the urgency to appoint uh, Harinder's successor. Uh, maybe that's because there are no immediate tournament lined up. Uh, but I guess uh, by end of this month or early March, there should be a clearer picture as to what is happening there. Ah, Preet, have you uh, heard any whispers? And who do you think they should be going after? Well, John, I haven't really heard any whispers. Of course, there were uh, some newspaper reports that we read about Jay Stacey giving an interview that showing interest in the team. Then perhaps there were murmurs of, again, I'm not sure, Mr. Rick Charlesworth's name was also doing the round. So I don't know, perhaps for me, see, first of all, we will have to see which coaches are available. Given that the Olympics is so near, most of the coaches are already employed and engaged. Two, I think Hockey India has created an image at this point of time that I think the coaches word around would be wondering whether they should take up this job or not. And if that has already happened, it is a very sad thing to take place in Indian hockey because, you know, right now everybody understands that even if you get the job, how long are you going to survive? Is it going to be just one tournament or two tournaments of bad results? So it's again always the point of short-term results and a long-term vision. So in terms of whom they should hire, I think India needs a coach, somebody like Shane McLeod, what he has done with the Belgian team. Of course, he is not free, but somebody of that caliber, somebody who's calm, cool and collected, who can work around the system and also at the same time, somebody has to start coaching the Indian coaches now. Because as we uh, discussed in the last program as well, that the level of coaching in India, like the players come from different academies, uh, different set of domestic circuits, the level of coaching there and the level of coaching in the international teams, it's really a huge, huge difference. So somebody has to start coaching the coaches also. So all this has to take, be taken into consideration before India takes the next move. Jimmy, should India be looking outside for a coach or is there room to appoint another Indian? Frankly speaking, I'd like David John to be the next coach of Indian team. Uh, like the way they are sacking coaches, maybe we'll be able to get rid of him, rid of him finally <laughs> after all this time. Uh, you know, okay. Now, getting uh, getting serious, uh, I don't think for next ten years India will be looking for an Indian coach. Uh, all there were there are no new coaches coming up uh, because either they are working with their companies, uh, I mean their employers, or they have been given charge of junior teams. And uh, uh, Hockey India always wanted a foreign coach. But because of the thing that happened with the women coach and Harindra Singh at that point of time, they had no option. Frankly, I'd like to see uh, German uh, Jamilon Mulders as the next coach of Indian team. He was uh, coaching Chinese women hockey team, but uh, in the last tournament he wasn't on the bench. So I'm not sure if he's available or not, but I'd like to see him as a coach. Now, you mentioned the name David John there, and in a lot of the wash-up to this, his name has been mentioned frequently, as has Elena Norman's name. They seem to be the ones that are wearing the blame for a lot of uh, Indian hockey's you know, lack of success recently. Is, is that fair? Is it, you know, it's just time they've, they've moved on because they've been there long enough. Uh, perhaps, Mia, you can start us there. I think it's unfair to, to blame Elena completely uh, for what's happened uh, in the last five, six years. I, I mean, David's role can be questioned, uh, but at the same time, uh, it, it shouldn't be questioned about just sacking the coaches. But yeah, what's he been doing at the grassroots level? That's, that's a bigger question. I mean, uh, Hockey India and David John and Elena are now pushing the whole uh, coaching the coaches uh, program and they're, they're getting, rolling it out. So that's one good initiative that's coming out from there. But uh, I think when we talk about when, when people point fingers at Elena Norman, I think most of it is because uh, they believe that it's not uh, the other office bearers in Hockey India who are taking, who are taking the decision. It's Elena uh, in consultation with uh, the former Hockey India president who are who are taking all the calls. Whether that is true, uh, we'll never be able to prove uh, at least as as of now. But uh, the whole anger at Elena is because she is the one-point authority or believed to be one-point authority right now. And repeatedly, if, uh, you know, 
the coaches are being changed and the lack of patience that's that's shown they want that to end and if it if it ends with the ceo being sacked people don't mind that now one thing that we, we do here from out, outside of india is that there's lots of forces working within hockey india against each other is would it be fair to say that one of the first ports of call will, would be to get Hockey India pushing all in the one direction? Perhaps, Harpreet, you could have a crack at that. Yes, perhaps you're right there, John, because there is a lot of, uh, you can say, confusion which prevails when we talk about Hockey India, the kind of things that come out after meetings. I mean, there is they need to be more transparent about the whole thing. They need to be more clear about the whole thing. And especially, as you said, move in the same direction. Because from what we have seen of the coaches' episodes right now, be it it could be Harinder, it could have been coaches in the past, everything seems to be, you know, different people working in different directions. And that has been a problem. So definitely they need to work together in a similar direction. And uh, then we were talking about David John and... Now suddenly, if you see even a David John episode, before the World Cup, he was removed from the selection committee because he had made some comments against the senior team. Suddenly we saw he was thrown out of the picture. He was not there at the World Cup except last two days. So a high performance director missing from the World Cup happening in your own country. Then the coach has been sacked. Suddenly now David John has been given the entire charge. So, you know, things seem to be happening at various levels that one day they take a decision. It seems the second day they themselves, they, I mean, Hockey India, that they themselves don't believe in the decision. And one month or two months later, they change these decisions. So, things happen, I think, at the whims and fantasies of people. It's not going by logic and it's not going definitely in the same direction. So, yes, they need to put their heads together and work towards the finer aspects or the bigger aspects of moving the game in the right direction. I think India is suffering there. Jimmy, what are your thoughts? Hockey India is a complete mess. Uh, Like, one person says one thing, the other person says another thing. You look at the office bearers of Hockey India. Uh, I'd like to take a name of Harbinder Singh. And I was just uh, looking into it, uh, the committee that he is in. Uh, This guy is in selection committee. Discipline committee, he is in ethics committee. Like there's one guy doing every every job. You need to have different kind of people doing different kind of job. So hockey India is a complete mess. I, I don't know what's going to happen with hockey India, and if they continue to do the same, uh, we might once again hit Pakistan's way. Yeah. Now, Mahir, I believe you had that, a question for me. <laughs> yeah, John. So. Uh I had I had one basic question. I mean, with the constant chopping and changing of courses in India and the way the game is run, we kind of assume that no coaches uh, might be interested to come and uh, come to India. What's exactly the thought out there right? in Australia or, or in England? If you've been talking to people, what do they think of it? People would see it as a poison chalice in a, in a lot of ways. That um, <laughs> well, you know, it, it should be one of the cream and top jobs in world hockey. But I think there's it's seen as though that there's a lot of interference that comes on involved from outside of hockey people, people who are, don't really know much about the game, get to put their two cents worth in and. Um, uh, it's, it works against Indian hockey and there's probably too many chiefs. And of course there's, at, at the moment there's the, the rather large cloud that hangs over Indian hockey that is Dr. Batra and I think there's a, a perception outside of India that he still controls Indian hockey and that if you don't have him on board you've, you're doomed. Right, right, fair enough, fair enough. I think, but, but just one last thing to follow up, uh, uh, if if you say you were a coach, uh, would you take uh, would you enter this uh, snake pit? Uh, I think if you're a coach, you would see it as a tremendous challenge. It depends what you want to get out of your coaching career. Uh, if you were the one that could take India to a World Cup glory or an Olympic medal or something like that, you would be loved forever in India. 
But conversely, if it doesn't yeah. go the way people <laughs> want you to want it to go, you could be in serious trouble, and and maybe it it tarnishes careers forever. I'd be inclined to take it on, but that's me. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe you should send your CV to Hockey India. Yeah. Now, just just before we move on, folks, we've got um, Jaspreet Sani has joined us. Um, Maybe we'll just before we move on to the next topic, Jaspreet, we've been talking. Welcome first, and uh, perhaps we can get your thoughts on um, the Indian coaching saga as it's been. Hello, everybody. Um, sorry for being a bit late. I hope it is warming up well, and considering that you're talking about coaching, I'm sure it will be hot <laughs> and warm. Uh, I just heard a little bit about um, the coaching scenario that John talked about, uh, and Mehir posed him a question, would you... Be like in a snake pit. Um, snake pit, um, yeah, you can call it that because we have lost six coaches in six years now and uh, we're looking for the seventh one and considering that it's the uh, the Olympics is just a year away, uh, it's pretty difficult to find decent coaches now because everybody is taken up. Uh, one name that uh, you guys might have already discussed and um, I had a chat with him, did a story on him, Jay Stacey, he's already in talks with Hockey India, has asked them a few questions about uh, the base and everything else. Um, and once they come back to him, maybe he will officially apply or may, maybe he ha- already has uh, as we talk. But apart from that, um, if you ask me, I thought Barry Dancer might be a good choice because he's been an Australia coach in the past. He knows what it takes to win big tournaments and uh, uh, he could be free as of now as well. But if the Hockey India is looking at a young option and Considering uh, Aussies are always the favourite to get that job, uh, I think Jay Stacey might be a front runner. I believe Mahir had a name there, didn't you, Mahir? Yeah, I was I was talking about uh, Hockey India uh, being interested in Mark Lammers, and uh, I don't know if they unofficially or officially approached him, but uh, Mark has has rejected. He has uh, said that he has no plans of coaching any national team in India or European Union anytime soon. Oh, okay, so the, we can strike one name off, so that keeps the options a little bit closer uh, than widening the group, which Hockey India might have thought will become by ex- when they extended the deadline from January 31 to February 15th. Considering that, I think that's my personal opinion. I think Jay Stacey might be the front runner, and um, uh, considering there is no word for the junior men's coaching team, also whether Harendra will accept or has accepted or. Uh, what what is what is happening with uh, Jude, uh, Jude Felix? Whether he has been told that he is no longer in the job or he is still there? So those things are still not clear. Other than that, um, I think the women's team did quite well in, uh, in 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 Spain where they played Spain and Ireland. So I don't know if you have already touched that topic, but if you haven't, then I'll stop right here. No, not quite yet. We'll get there, Chad. Uh, interesting name, Jude Felix there. Not much has been said about him, but he's the one that's been really screwed in this whole affair because it now appears as though his job could be on the line where he's not actually done terribly much wrong. Is he potentially another hat in the ring for the head coaching job? I don't think so, uh, that, because I don't personally feel that any Indian will get the job this time because Hockey India is... Um, as as I have learned from the sources uh, in Hockey India, they're looking for a foreign coach specifically. So uh, Jude may not be in the race to become a senior coach, but he but he must be made clear whether he is going to remain the coach of the junior men's team or not. Because I'm sure Hockey India and Sports Authority of India are waiting for a word from Harendra or a meeting with him whether to know um, what he wants because he has already uh, presented them a few uh, a few of his guidelines that he would want to be followed uh, in case he were to take up uh, the junior men's team role but I don't know if uh, Sai and Hockey India will agree to that and uh, if not then Harendra might be heading towards but that's my personal feeling might be heading towards in maybe assistant coaches role with one of the teams that might be going to the Olympics. Uh, Jimmy, I think you wanted to make a point as well. Uh, it's about Jude Felix. Uh, I just read an article which says that nobody from Hockey India has contacted Jude Felix about uh, his situation because his contract is still May and uh, uh, there's no word from Hockey India to him. So, uh, as I said earlier, I don't know, it's a big mess. And there's one question that I wanted to ask you was, like, as a foreign coach, 
uh, we have seen that uh, hockey india doesn't allow you to select your own teams we have a selection committee there is no autonomy with coaches so would you as a foreign coach like to coach a team which doesn't you know uh, binds your hands no way wouldn't do it the coach should have the final say over the team that he takes to any tournament or competition because it's he's the one that lives or dies by it these people who are in the background who are picking these teams nothing comes back on them when the performances are poor and it's it's my belief that the team they'd originally picked was a team that would have been thrashed by everybody the, the selectors did a terrible job of picking the team that's what I'm led to believe, and others had to come in and point out the, the follies of their thoughts. Well, I, I don't know, do you guys think that the coach is responsible for picking the team? Yeah, I'll go for it, because I also personally believe that it's time Hockey India do away with the selectors. It has been very long, I think almost 20 to 30 years that we've been following the system of having a set of selectors who are essentially former India players who played in the 1950s and 60s, uh, Sardar might not pick your phone now. <laughs> That's okay. We have no, haven't gotten, gone to Sardar as yet. We are talking about people who played in the 1950s and 1960s. So we're definitely not talking about Sardar here. But yes, it is time, I think, to do away with the selection committee. Because for ages, we have seen this conflict between the foreign coaches and the selectors. It started from Mr. Jose Barasa. He also had a huge problem with these selectors because, as you said, I mean, your point of view was that India did not pick up a good team for 2018 World Cup. Obviously, a lot of us believe Sadat has played. A lot of us believe S. V. Sunil, Sindhupal Singh and other players should have been there. India needed experience, so it could have been a different ball game out there. So, yes, this system doesn't seem to be working fine for Indian hockey and somebody has to sit in and think that is it going to work? Because people we are talking about here, people who are selecting teams there, I mean, with all due respect to their credentials of playing for India, doing well in the past, modern hockey is very different from the hockey they have seen in their time. I mean, a coach is the one, assistant coach is the one who understands what a player is going through and they should be given full and final authority of selecting a team. Because John rightly said, in the end, Whoever, if somebody gets sacked, it is a coach. It is never these selectors and they have been there for so long. So if a, a, if a coach is bound to answer certain tough questions after every tournament, why not these selectors? Why don't somebody goes to these selectors and ask the same very questions that if you pick these players and this is the result, where is your responsibility? And coming back to Sardar's issue, <laughs> as the streets rightly raised it, I think that's a good move. I'm very happy with it because he understands modern hockey. He has been one of the legends. Having somebody like him to have a say, I would not mind it. But then doing away with the set of selectors that has been here for long, I think that needs to go away. Uh, Jimmy, what are your thoughts? There's one thing that I want to add to it. Uh, it's regarding the World Cup uh, team selection. So former Indian goalkeeper Ashish Balal had uh, put a comment on Narendra Batra's post uh, where he said that uh, Amit Rohidas uh, was taken in the team because he was specifically from Odisha uh, and uh, that was said by India's Petroleum Minister Dharmendra Pradhan in a speech that because Amit is from there that's why he was uh, selected in place of Rupinder Pal Singh. So once again it raises question over the you know credibility of those selectors who were selecting the team. Uh, like are they even working for India or or Indian hockey or not? No, that, that's a good point, Jimmy. That's And I think that's something that any foreign coach who is going to come to take the position would have to take into account, that selections can be based upon more than just a player's ability, it seems. That's true. Like, uh, So that's why we should, uh, you know, all these former players who are selectors now uh, should be made scouts. So they should be sent to different parts of the countries and find that talent, nurture that talent instead of, you know, just visiting three a week uh, in the camp and selecting the team. Yeah, look, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this situation plays out and uh, who does finally get that appointment and under what conditions they are appointed. Yeah, only time will tell.
You are listening to the Push Pass Pundits and uh, we're with Jimmy Bogle, Mahir Vasavda, Harpreet Lamba and Jaspreet Sani. Time now to uh, have a focus around what's happening inside India and to get us going, Mahir, what are your thoughts on uh, the Indian domestic scene at the moment? Well, a lot lot of things happening. We uh, we have our national championships uh, underway. Uh, the women are playing in the southern Indian state of Kerala and uh, the men are in in the central Indian city of Gwalior. Uh, it's interesting because, uh, especially for the men, because that's where uh, the next uh, core group is going to be selected. So we have, I mean, after after a decent period of time, we are having uh, all the top players, all the national team players also representing their states and uh, and their respective employers uh, like Air India and Indian Railways and such. The whole uh, jing bang is there. Uh, David John is uh, heading the selections. The selectors are there. Uh, just after we debated whether they should be selecting the team or not, but uh, well, at least for the time being, they're not going anywhere. Uh, they'll be uh, they'll be picking a group of 33, and uh, we've been told that some surprises should be expected, especially in in goalkeeping department and uh, the midfield. So national championships is where all the action is happening right now. We mentioned selectors before. Uh, in, in our country, we've got a very well-developed development system. So very often a player has been seen by coaches and all the way through their their development and they've been involved with junior national teams, junior seniors. Is it, is it the same in India or do you need these selectors to be spread out amongst all the areas of Indian hockey, these little separate tournaments and, and stuff, to be able to cover everything that's going on? Uh, well, largely they they go for the national championships, uh, and in, in in the rest of the year, for the rest of the year, you have uh, various tournaments going on. But uh, I mean, we need to understand that a lot of these tournaments are held only for 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 the sake of it, just to show that, uh, just to keep the domestic calendar going on. What happens largely is uh, at academies, say for example, at the Sojit Singh Academy in Punjab. Uh, the coach will set his eyes on a young player and he'll just tip off a selector or a national team scout and tell him that, you know, he might be one for the future and they'll monitor his progress. And that's how players generally emerge. Uh, very few players have emerged from the domestic circuit. Uh, I can't think of any name as such. I don't know if uh, others uh, here can, but I can't think of any player who's been selected in the Indian team because he's done exceedingly well in the domestic circuit. I'm not talking about talking India League over here. I'm talking about, uh, you know, uh, the other small tournaments that keep on happening around the year. So it's largely the academy guys who tip off the sc- uh, scouts uh, and they get in players at a very junior level and they're groomed and finally they're, they made it to the, they make it to the senior national team. Jazz, I, I believe you've got something to say on this point. Yeah, I, I want to comment on this and I fully agree with Mihir here where he says that uh, the scouts are tipped off and then they go to academies, look for those players and those players gradually make it to the juniors and then the senior team. Uh, that's true, but uh, coming to the nationals, um, before we talk about the teams there or what's happening or what players are involved, um, I think we the nationals need to get more eyeballs now. Because nobody is going to watch the Nationals. I, I don't know if there are any reporters traveling to cover the Nationals or not. Uh, the local reporters must be there. But uh, but the reporters who largely cover hockey, um, they don't go because of, obviously they are bound by their companies also. Uh, it's a decision based upon whether the bosses want them to go or not. But uh, since it is not being promoted as it used to be maybe, say, what, three, four decades ago, uh, it's not happening now. And until until people get to see those players on TV, it won't happen. Maybe the finals or the semi-finals are telecast live. Um, but but what about live streaming? Um, FIH is going um, big on this, although there are a lot of glitches in it still. Uh, they haven't been able to figure it out. But at least they are making ma- making a start. So why not Hockey India can do it? What what for? We are uh, the richest board in the world. Maybe who is generating more money than any other board in the world? So if we can't get our people to see the local talent, the coming up talent, the 15-year-olds, the 16-year-olds who may be the future of Indian hockey coming up, uh, if we can't see them, how will the people know about it? 
if 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 in cricket uh, if i compare it to cricket if there is a shubman gill who is doing well at the ranji trophy level people are watching him people are if not at the stadiums at least on the tv because from the quarter finals onwards the ranji trophy and some some of the prime matches in the group stages also they are covered live on tv of course hockey cannot match up to the cricket's uh, popularity uh, in india but Uh, but but why not talk about it i i don't see anybody even talking about telecasting uh, um, not just the broadcasting issue but also the format b, b division a division people who follow hockey just as hockey lovers they some some at some at some point in uh, time they they get confused what what is b division what is a division who is actually the national champion why not why not do a zonal competition or zone based competition and pick maybe two teams from each zone and the top 8 come to play the nationals that will make it more easier for people to understand the team understand the format i don't think any any thought is being given to that and this is something that has to be done if people need to be connected back to hockey it's it's going to happen through the nationals that's what hockey india has to believe but somehow i don't think they believe that Jimmy, you made the point that the the nationals are not spectator friendly. Is is that something that they've got to work on, trying to get people to games? I have been to a couple of uh, nationals, be it sub junior or senior nationals. Uh, uh, you know, there's nothing for spectators. Like you don't even have uh, water available for them, uh, nothing to eat, and all that stuff. So, uh, so for people to come, you need to give them some facilities, which is not available right now. they have to make it spectator friendly if you look at odisha world cup people were like thronging in the stadium it was full house every match so same is possible when it comes to nationals people do like hockey in india but you have to give them something to cheer about yeah i think players also need a pathway i think the the system you've described there is a, is almost like if some bloke doesn't tap you on the shoulder when you're 16 that's your hockey career done and um you need players need to have hope they need to see a pathway in front of them that they can try and achieve something with and if you take that away from them then you lose them from the game okay i can i, I here i would like to pitch in an example of hardik singh um in i think the last hockey india league in 2017 i was covering um the punjab team the jp punjab warriors and hardik singh was part of the team he had just come into that team i did an interview of him uh, because uh, he somehow some at some point he told me that he was a ball boy in 2013 hockey india league and then uh, he came on to he went went on to play the junior asia cup won it was the vice captain there and now he's playing for with the senior men so so that was one story that i did at that point in time and uh, and hardik being hardik he's he 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 is a kid right now as well because um, and he was even younger at that point in time uh, he whenever he meets me he shows me that cutting that of newspaper where that article was published these kids needs these opportunities they they need to be covered they need to see themselves in 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 media coverage and that will only happen once uh people the general public is involved because when the general public is involved then obviously the media is also encouraged to cover um sports be it at the national level or at the international level so once these kids get themselves or see themselves in media or maybe in any coverage of any sort even in local newspapers they have something to look forward to even if they get encouragement from home only that time because if if that does not happen and they just play a tournament and come back and maybe don't do so well in the school or in studies the parents will tell them okay go back to studies but if the parents will see that their kid is getting the attention from the media or maybe um from local coaches who are encouraging him and uh, he's doing well at the nationals uh, people are coming to watch him then even the parents will be encouraged to allow their kids to keep on playing because we don't have the same culture as the europeans um where uh, even the elite class plays hockey it's 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 the middle or lower middle class in india who plays hockey and for them studies are equally important as uh, as playing and sometimes if playing is not giving them the results that they want they have to switch back to studies and there is a lot of pressure from home so these kind of things need to be done um, and the start has to be made from making nationals more people friendly more spectator friendly uh, bring them bring bring the people to the stadium
are listening to the Push Pass Pundits, the Indian Hockey Broadcast. And uh, time now to have a look at what's happening at the international level with India, which at the moment, it must be said, isn't that much at all, uh, because they're not playing in the Pro League. Firstly, uh, Pundits, your impressions of the Pro League and what it means for India to be missing out. Uh, we'll start with Harpreet, perhaps. Well, I am absolutely enjoying of whatever pro leagues I'm getting to watch on TV. The good thing is it's there on TV even in India, even when India is not playing. Some absolutely fabulous matches, especially the way we saw Australia and the Holland play out the 5-5 draw the other day and the shootout. So definitely, the I think we it's too early to say whether or not uh, the tournament has picked up, but definitely some high quality matches and no doubt India is missing out of all of this. I mean, I find it really, the situation actually is really comical because, you know, the World Cup champions are already, <coughs> sorry, the World Cup champions are already out there and playing. The World Cup finalists, Holland are already out there and playing. Everybody is getting high quality matches. So definitely India sitting at home, not having a coach. They do not know what they're going to do. I mean, if you look at the calendar, we have two tournaments. One is the Azlan Shah in March. Another is the first round of qualifiers in June. And from June till November, you're absolutely free. Five months, you do not know what you're going to do with your international hockey. I mean, it can't get any worse than that. So, yes, it's quite a contrasting situation of everybody, the best of the best playing out there, and India sitting down at home and just watching on TV. I mean, it's, it can't get worse than this for me. Jimmy, do you you think uh, Hockey India is now looking that this is an opportunity lost? Yeah, true. Uh, As a fan, it's very frustrating, you know, to see your team not playing in the league when you had the chance, when FIH wanted you to be in the league and you saying, no, uh, we don't want to be part of this league. They shot themselves in the foot, uh, you know, with taking that decision. That is some high-quality hockey that's being being played right now. You look at the match between Great Britain and Spain. Great Britain making a great comeback, winning 6-5 after being, what, four goals down? Yeah. So, India could have done that. Uh, you know, the guys like uh, Hardik Singh, uh, Dilpreet, Vivek Sagar Prasad, Sumit and Kantal could have used this match experience and, you know, uh, and be ready for uh, the uh, qualifiers or the Olympics. So, we have lost a big opportunity by not participating in the Pro League. Mahir, do you think this hampers or makes it easier for India to qualify for the Olympics. I know that the, both the men and women have missed the Asian Games qualification. Now all that's left is the Hockey Series Open. Do you think that that's probably a, an easier competition for them? Uh, Well, I think it makes uh, their road to the qualification for the qualifiers easy, uh, but the actual qualifiers uh, might get very tricky, uh, if, I, if, if, if that makes any sense. Uh, I mean, especially for the women's team, you know, I'm, I mean, men will eventually make their way through. They should ideally, uh, but women, uh, you know, they have made steady progress last year. They continue to do that this year too. I mean, in the, in the four matches against Spain and then against Ireland, they have shown that they're carrying on with the same momentum. They're building. Sean Marain is doing a very good job with the women's team there. And the fact that they're losing out on, on high-quality matches, uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And for them, what this means is that they're going to eventually fall, drop uh, in rankings because of what I see it as a flawed ranking system. I mean, ranking itself is uh, a flawed thing in, in hockey, and the, the new point system is even worse, uh, in my opinion. And the fact that they're... 10th I think in the world right now and they don't stand a chance to be in the top 8 uh, even if they win the World Series I think it's just a sad uh, thing for women's team because I, I really thought that they were, doing, they were doing a good job and now they're being pegged back for no fault of theirs Jaspreet, do you think that the Pro League will actually be all it's boiled up to be as far as Olympic qualification goes? I mean, the top 4 teams from the Pro League go through to another qualifying tournament so being in, winning the Pro League doesn't guarantee anything I don't know if Pro League in, in itself guarantees anything because because it's, 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 it has begun well obviously uh, all the big nations are involved um, it's part of the Olympic qualification process 
<clears throat> but as you said, even the top four teams, uh, they have to play a qualifier to get to the to the Olympics. So, so, so it is the format. Obviously, um, I would say it's an it's at a nascent stage. It's the first year of the pro league. If it survives, um, I'm sure the format is going to get better. More heads are going to um, uh, get involved in this and um, make it more easier and uh, more uh, spe- specific for teams and as well as spectators to understand. But uh, coming back to India, of course, um, it's it's a big miss for India. They, probably there was a miscalculation on part of uh, those who decided whether that they will be part of uh, the World Series and not the uh, uh, Pro League uh, because they did, uh, probably uh, could not figure out that the points will be markedly different uh, the ranking points will be markedly different uh, if you win the World Series or if you win the Pro League. Because if I'm not wrong, um, almost the bottom or the second bottom place team, that the points that team gets in Pro League, the winner of the Pro World Series almost gets the same points. If, if I'm not wrong in my calculations or whatever I saw or read uh, uh, over the last few weeks. But uh, having said that, uh, I think... Um, India, as Jimmy pointed out rightly, shot themselves in the foot um, by not playing the Pro League and it's probably going to cost them. However flawed or uh, misplaced the ranking systems and point systems may be, but at the end of the day, it's going to affect the team. Mahir, you wanted to add something there? Yes, uh, just we mentioned the format. Uh, One thing I would like to see Pro League evolve into is, uh, you know, have a relegation promotion system uh, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing this is still too early for that but right now this feels very elitist uh, it's just like uh, a good old boys club hanging around and, and you know it's it's like it doesn't make uh, for a, it, it, the matches are great uh, no yeah. doubt about that it's a great spectacle but you want that bit I mean there should be pressure on a team losing. They should worry of what's going to happen uh, to them. I mean, that adds a little more drama. I'm guessing FIH might work on that as, as the tournament was, but relegation is one thing that I'd like to see. Just before we finish with the, this uh, question of Pro League, um, how did you guys think the, uh, the Indian Eves did in their recent series against Spain? Yeah, I think uh, the team did fairly well um, after... Uh, not doing so well in the first match I think they came back and uh, um, put in a few punches uh, that got uh, Spain um, a bit worried or taken aback and then the series was almost level and uh, against uh, the Irish girls also they did well Um, I think it was a draw if I'm not wrong is it? Yes, it was a draw. Yeah, uh, against the Irish girls, it was a draw. So, uh, as as uh, Mihir pointed out, uh, Shod Marinia is doing a great job with the team uh, because at the end of the day, it's going to be the results that matter. And uh, the women's team is um, has made has made steady progress. It's only uh, unfair that they might drop out of the top ten and face tougher teams uh, in the Olympic qualifiers uh, because. Uh, the top ranked teams get the lower ranked teams uh, in their group so that would be a bit unfair because the Indian uh, girls are doing fairly well on the Spanish tour also they have almost lived up to the promise um, and Shoaib Marine whether I agree with his tactics or not he is delivering right now And you are listening to the Push Pass Pundits, the Indian Hockey Podcast. We're here with Mahir Vasavda, Jimmy Bogle, Harpreet Lamba and Jaspreet Sani. I'm John Lee. And it's time now to get to some questions. Questions from our listeners. Uh, we put it out there for people. If you would like to ask the pundits a question, please do. You can send your questions to uh, Push Pass Pundits on the Twitter. You can send emails too. Send them to the reverse stick. They can send questions directly to you guys as well on, on all your varying social media platforms. Why don't we start up first of all. Now, I believe uh, Rajpal Singh asked a question. Why not Hockey Australia, Hockey India President, CEO and other Australian one? Now, I'm not sure exactly what he's referring to there. Maybe one of you guys can let us in on what's going on. Yes, John Rajpal, the former India captain. His question was that why has Hockey India sacked Harinder Singh and why has they not sacked the president, the CEO and the okay. high performance director? 
So I think, I mean, you can understand even the former players are having a hard burn seeing what is happening in Indian hockey. I mean, these are players who have seen hockey at the top. So of course, so many changes, teams not doing well, it's getting, everybody is getting affected by what is happening. And to answer Rajpal's question, well, I think it's a little, a little too harsh to say that why not stack them? But yes, definitely they should be questioned. I mean, as we spoke about, we had a long section on the coaches. Yeah. That why are we sacking coaches every six and eight months? So the important question here to understand that what is happening to the people who are selecting them? I mean, if you're having a coach, like you sacked Roland Altman two years back and you brought in Short Marine. Everybody in the media, everybody who's following hockey questions that Hockey India has moved at that time, that why bringing somebody like Sean Marayane? The question was, why not promote Harinder Singh, who had just won you the Junior World Cup gold medal, to the senior level? And that did not happen. Yeah. Then, within six months, it was the same Hockey India who brought in Harinder Singh. So that change that happens every six months, the players have to adjust. The coaching tactics change. And now we see even Harinder Singh is gone. So definitely Rajpal has a very valid question here. I would not say sack them, but I would definitely say question them and understand what's going on in their mindset. Because if you're sacking coaches after coaches after coaches, I mean definitely who's picking them, definitely there's a problem there as well. So these people need to be answered. These people need to be asked some tough questions. Why are they picking up coaches if they do not think that they're going to last for more than six months. So definitely your system of picking the coaches is also flawed. Okay, next up, um, Amarjeet Singh, who's a, a, a listener of ours on the reverse stick, he's asked, uh, what's the Hockey India obsession with Babaneswar? Why are so many tournaments held there and why not build up enthusiasm in Delhi, Mumbai, Chandragarh or even Chennai? Um, Perhaps, uh, Jazz, you can have a crack at that one. That's a very good question because uh, yesterday only I was having a chat with uh, one of my friends that what's happening with the Mohali Stadium, um, the Punjab International, I think Punjab International Institute Stadium, uh, no, uh, Punjab Institute of Sports Stadium, yeah, PAA Stadium. Um, what's happening with it because it was um, it was inaugurated as state-of-the-art uh, stadium and then Again, it fitted away. Um, no international tournaments happening. I think uh, even at the, the, the Chandigarh Stadium, the Sector 43 Stadium, I guess. Um, also, the, the, the Indira Gandhi Gold Cup, I think 2008 or 9 was the last tournament that held there. That was held there. They have relayed their turf as well. It's a new turf there, not a blue one, but a green one. But uh, nothing is happening. The Hockey India League matches also happened at the Sector 43 Stadium, but not at uh, the stadium in Mohali, the PAS Stadium. So, uh, I don't know what's happening because uh, suddenly, the hockey, at least if I'm talking about Punjab, hockey from Punjab, international hockey from Punjab has dried away. I don't know why most of the talent is coming from Punjab, uh, at least um, five or six players who play in the team uh, at a given time, I'm, I'm talking about the 11. They are they're from Punjab. So if it happens there, if hockey returns to, uh, it, I can understand that Odisha has invested a lot in Indian hockey. They are sponsoring the national team, so obviously they will have a major say in decisions, including holding uh, tournaments. They have revamped their stadium, so they would move tournaments to come there. But in fairness, a tournament in Odisha in June. Um, is something that everybody will push, will push because it's going to be really hot, very humid. The teams coming there are, may have, I hope they're not, but they may have a tough time uh, handling the weather. Chandigarh and Mohali would have been equally hot, not not equally, but a lot hotter, but the level of uh, humidity in Bhubaneswar will be higher than in uh, Mohali or Chennai, and it would it, it offers you a different uh, different uh, venue uh, where where people can come in and watch international hockey when they have not for so many years. So yeah, this decision um, is driven mostly by uh, why how Odisha government has sponsored Indian hockey and obviously uh, they would want the bigger share of the international tournaments. And to be in all fairness, the people in Bhubaneswar also love their hockey. We have seen packs, uh, which is what hockey always wanted. Uh, but if it is taken to uh, other centers 
for maybe a tournament or so in in the year it won't be a bad idea okay next up this one might be one for you jimmy it's from um manny kocha and manny asks how would you create a sustainable club district championship for india that isn't just people throwing money at franchises do you think you could establish a club like Bloomingdale or UHC with long-term success? Uh, yes, it's possible, but it's going to be very difficult because uh, everything is linked to players' jobs right now. So, for example, uh, IOCL and the BPCL are two top hockey teams of India. It's because most of the Indian players are employed by those uh, those two companies. So, uh, uh, in India, we link everything with our jobs and money. Uh, setting up a club, because I don't think clubs can pay a lot uh, uh, right now or maybe 10 years, 20 years down the line. So it is going to be very difficult to get it done. Uh, and you need people to come up and do this. Uh, there are small, small clubs in uh, cities like Bangalore, where I'm from right now. But... Uh, they have those like Sunday pubs, uh, Sunday teams or the weekend teams. They gather around, have a game of hockey and go back. Uh, setting up something huge, it's going to be very difficult. The only way to go through that is uh, you can boil down Hockey India League. You can stretch it. Uh, the you know playing time, like currently it gets over in one, one and a half months. You could spread it across, uh, boil down the, to the under 20, under 19, under 17 teams. So that's the only way possible. And yes, you have to throw money at franchises right now. There's no other way. Okay, one for you now, Mahir. Uh, it's from Aditya Shandilya. I hope I've got your name right there. As recently in archery, administrative changes done under the supervision of Supreme Court. Indian football may be next. What are the prospects of the same happening to Hockey India? Well, that uh, is something that most of us who who vouch for good governance in sport uh, would like to see that change. But it's it's going to be a very long process. Uh, sometime around February 11th or February 12th, the Supreme Court will uh, will hear the case involving the Archery Federation. Now, in a nutshell, what uh, what has happened over there is. Uh, the former election commission uh, of India chairman, Mr. S.Y. Qureshi, he drafted a constitution which basically keeps away all the government servants, which includes the ministers, the bureaucrats, and, and everyone else who's associated with the government, away from sport. Now, in India, the biggest uh, grouse over the years has been that all these guys are associated, are associated with the sport and they've exploited the sport rather than helping it grow. Uh, in Archery's case, uh, one BJP member of parliament, uh, BJP is the ruling uh, India party, one member of parliament had been there since uh, last 40 years. Uh-huh. And uh, and he was finally made to go uh, because of this new constitution. Now, funnily enough, uh, what makes this entire thing very difficult to be implemented across all federations is that the government of India themselves have objected to this clause now they have approached the supreme court and they said that you know what we can't we can't really tell our ministers to leave the federations and neither can we tell our bureaucrats so they need to be there and uh, if if that happens uh, well it uh, i mean that particular clause can't be implemented not just to indian football but indian hockey so for it to be implemented universally uh, the supreme court has to ratify it uh, whether that will happen or not maybe we'll know in february or as is the case in India, often the cases tend to drag on and on and on. So in that case, we'll never know. But uh, if the, the Supreme Court, what it is, where we'll, we'll know uh, the exact scenario of how things might unfold there. Okay, a couple more quick ones to finish up with, folks. SK Anand has asked, uh, the women's team taking a sports psychologist, why not the men's team too? Do the men's team have a sports psychologist? And if not, why not? Harpreet, perhaps you can answer that one. Yes, yes, I was about to because uh, the women's team is uh, traveling along with Priyanka. She is the sports psychologist. And to answer Anand's question, uh, she is also the psychologist of the men's team. Like men's and uh, women's camp, yes. 
it happens in sports science center in bangalore and uh, both of them both the men's team and the women's team utilize the services of uh, priyanka i have met her met priyanka during my last uh, trip to bhubneshwar uh, sorry bangalore and uh, i've also had a session with her and it was quite interesting so she tries and does various activities with the men's team and the women's team and these are related to some are neurosciences neuroscience related they make you do different things uh they give you a screen and they make you wear 3d glasses and it's about you know the mind and eye coordination balance they give you different task of spotting the balls different colored balls which disappear quickly those kind of activities are done and similarly they have uh sometimes they have sessions and it could be anything you could be impromptu you could be asked to make two teams and you could be asked you know one one team would be the superman's team another team would be the spiderman's team and you have to do certain kind of activities so it's not that she only works with the women's team but yes she is traveling for the first time which i think is a very interesting thing because you know when players are under pressure on tours i mean that is the real pressure scenario not the camp so when you actually have somebody whom you can go to and speak to it's a great thought and i think a similar thing can be thought of introducing introduced to the men's tour as well so it's really a good move jimmy i've i've got one here for you does it make any difference to eventual result whether shrijesh or manpreet is captain that one comes from india all sports uh i don't think uh, there's any role for captain in the in hockey uh because uh, right now we are playing with rolling substitutions and uh players can keep on changing any at the time and uh, the only reason why we have a captain is because if there's some disciplinary issue or if you're going for referrals uh, the, uh the, it's the captain who has to take the call and uh, then uh, you know uh go to the umpires or if the umpires have any disciplinary issue they can caution the captain apart from that i don't see captain playing any role in the team now yep fair enough i'm not sure what difference they really make any more apart from making a speech at the end of the game um and finally one last one i think you can all pipe in here if you want to have an answer for this one it's from pratik data what's the future for shrijesh after what batra said on his facebook post and it was an interesting situation where the uh the president of the FIH comes out and makes comments about a player uh so this is the philosophy of david john if you are over 30 you are no longer part of the team it happened with shivendra singh or sardar singh uh, and now it's it's suggestion uh, we don't have any uh, you know a ready backup for suggest because we didn't prepare any uh for all these years while he was uh, the number one goalkeeper we tried harjot and we tried many other players but there's no backup for shrijesh i still think we need shrijesh for uh, maybe till uh, next olympics if not as a first choice goalkeeper but as a second choice goalkeeper but he has to be in the squad now there's no other option yeah i, I totally agree with jimmy shrijesh has to be there not just uh, for uh for being the currently the best goalkeeper in india uh but also the experience that he brings to the squad uh we also at the world cup uh, in the match uh, against netherlands uh, india lacked experience in the midfield and and i wouldn't say that it was uh, the only factor that cost india the match but it was one of the factors that that eventually proved to be decisive uh going on india are going to play uh you know matches which are high pressure like the olympic qualifiers and if the qualifier the olympics itself and you need calm heads and whatever sujesh is i mean you can you can talk debate about his form but one thing that he is is super calm and super confident on on field and that has a great effect on on the other players well folks we're going to have to wrap it up there we've already gone over time and we're only into episode 2 so Uh thank you very much for your company this evening. Uh Mahir, um uh, a lot of hockey coming up soon. What's next on your agenda? Plan to head over for the Nationals in the coming week. Hopefully that should be fun. Uh, it should be good. It should be good. Oh, uh, thanks for joining us. We look forward to hearing you again uh for the next podcast. Jimmy Bogle, what's uh, up with you hockey-wise? uh pro league i'm going to be totally falling to pro league i'm going to be glued to the tv uh, it's the games are so exciting you know you just can't take your eyes off uh harpreet uh 
your hockey calendar? Well, I would also be watching some pro league action on TV and on YouTube, and I'm also looking ahead to because the national camp for the men's team will begin on 14th of February. The boys are assembling in Bangalore, so I'll be very interested to see how, which names are going to be there, what changes are going to be there, and definitely who will be the next India coach. These are the questions on our minds, so we're looking ahead to some answers soon. And Jaspreet, uh, apart from uh, basking in the glow of Indian cricket victories in Australia. What, what have you got in line for yourself? I'm, I'm planning to go to the camp once it begins uh, in Bengaluru uh, for maybe for a couple of days. Hopefully uh, meet the new coach there as well. He will be appointed by then. I hope so. Um, more, more sooner than later. Um, and then um, if everything falls in place, I might travel to Malaysia for the Zlanshya Cup as well. Uh, Possibly, it's not. It's in the pipeline. Not nothing finalized yet, but it will be. It will be good going there uh, for India's first assignment in 2019 with un, or under a new coach. So obviously, it will be interesting to see how uh, the new coach um, goes about his task. So those are two things that I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, or I I would have loved to go to nationals, but I don't think that's happening. Well, look, thanks very much to all of you for your time uh, for putting this podcast together. We're really looking forward to getting number three underway now that we've finished this one because there's so much going on in the hockey world. Enjoy the hockey over the coming weeks and we'll be speaking to you again very shortly. And thank you very much to our listeners as well. Hope you've enjoyed episode two of the Push Past Pundits. And... Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do it through uh, Twitter and Facebook, Push Past Pundits. Uh, you can get in touch with us at The Reverse Stick, john at net or matt at net, And uh, pass on your questions to us. We're more than happy to uh, ask them and just let us know what you think of the Push Past Pundits. It's been a pleasure, folks. Thanks for your company. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thanks, John. Have a great week ahead. Thank you, guys. Good fun. Yeah.